Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Good morning and welcome to the NBA Daily Ding here on the Athletic NBA Show. You can find the Daily Ding every morning on the Athletic NBA Show feed. And this morning, it's me, Jared Weiss. I'm joined by Mo DeKeel. And we got to get into this Lakers-Spurs game that was absolutely phenomenal. The Lakers, they ended up pulling this out 125 to 121 in overtime. And it looked like this game was going in one team's direction it was clearly over then it would swing really quickly the other way and then of course in overtime Russell Westbrook got it done finally a great game mode for Russell Westbrook in the Laker uniform yeah no it was phenomenal I mean this was a low turnover game for Westbrook we don't get a lot of those even when he has a good game we generally go he still has like six or seven turnovers he only had three turnovers Jared it was pretty impressive from him and you know obviously it's his first good game as a Laker so we can say it's his best game as a Laker at this point but it's the most comfortable he's looked you know it's this looked explosive there were at times where he hit the turbo button blew by a defender and got to the rim and actually finished when he got to the rim it was a really impressive night from him but this was an impressive night from the Lakers Jared because when you're talking about it going back and forth this game was tied at 82 and then Lonnie Walker, the fourth, goes on a run for the Spurs. The Spurs themselves go on a 15-3 to run. It looks like it's over. I'm, like, getting ready in my head going, like, okay, what are the tweets going to be? Who's saying what? Like, what's what's going on? And then the Lakers just come roaring back. Man, you got to give them credit for staying in this. Yeah, early fourth quarter, Anthony Davis comes back into the game with about nine and a half left and just scores over and over and over again. He was so big on the offensive glass in this game. I mean, there were a few times there, especially in overtime, where Jakob Pertl, who we'll get to in a minute because he had a phenomenal game, they would get the stop at the rim, even like Russ would get stopped, and then AD would just be right there to clean it up. I mean, he really was the like the sweeper out there for the Lakers. It's hard to call the their probably best player at the current moment who's dressed a sleeper but he was just phenomenal when they needed a bucket he went down in the post right and I'm gonna take these guys on this Spurs team is too small for me even your grown son Jakob Pertl was too small for him you know and 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 I think he was able to kind of just dominate and impose his will in that like hey I'm the go-to guy no LeBron here Russ is still new and I think he just kind of took it to another level, an impressive performance from the Lakers. I, I I don't know what else to say. By the way, I called him a sweeper, like like in soccer, where like he's like that, that sweeper, deep line guy to kind sleeper, of clean everything that up. That massively different. I guess in a way you could say he was a sleeper, that he would sneak in and grab those offensive rebounds and tip it back <laughs> in. 
But, you know, I do want to push back a little bit on the defensive part. I know I don't know if this is really his fault, but the big thing that really defined this game was Jakob Pertl destroying the Lakers on the pick and roll. He was finishing over and over and over again. He had 27 points, 14 boards, three blocks, went 13 for 17 from the field and one from five for the free throw line, of course. Um, but he kept getting these roles where Dwight Howard would be in drop coverage and the Lakers wouldn't have anybody rotating into the paint to tag on Jakob Pertl rolling. And Anthony Davis was kind of in position on a lot of those, even if he wasn't necessarily the lowest guy who's usually the guy making those tags. But there was this like fundamental flaw with the Lakers just not doing anything to stop Pertl from rolling. Well, I think people just better get ready for the Lakers being a bad defensive team. When you look at that roster, you go, oh, okay. Yeah, not a lot of defense up and down that roster. AD is potentially their best defender overall and there were moments though I thought he had some good plays he came in there with four blocks I mean you're talking about not rotating I think a lot of that was the low man being mostly the guards I had a couple of plays where you know he got a big dunk on Malik Monk because Malik Monk was reacting and not being proactive and being in the lane early to help on that exact pick and roll situation you were describing there Jared so I think a lot of it is you know, not so much AD as much as it was the low guy. And a lot of times it was guards. You know, it was the Malik Monks. It was the Kent Bazemore crew not rotating over and being there in, in position. But also, let's not bury the lead. Talk about your man. Jakob Pertl is, is so good. And he got buried in San Antonio for just too long. And he's finally getting entrusted as a five. And he's looking really good. I mean, the guy is just such a fundamentally sound defender. And they just have a great feel of how to use them in pick and rolls in like kind of weird spots, like mid-range, high posts out on the wings, stuff like that. It's not a lot of him just setting a screen up at the top of the arc and rolling necessarily. In San Antonio, they're a team full of these guys like Murray and Walker and Vassell that can all play make a decent amount. I mean, Jante Murray, we kind of buried the lead here. 21 points, 15 assists, and 10 rebounds. Derek White, he had six assists in this game. Walker had six assists, which is actually a big deal for Walker to have six assists. But they're finding all these kind of creative ways to get into those pick and rolls, and it worked really well. Yeah, and listen, I kind of want to stop talking about the Lakers. I, I feel like this is a team we're going to talk a ton about several times on the daily ding, Jared. Let's talk about these Spurs, because even though they lost, it was a very impressive performance all uh, across the board. You touched on DeJounte Murray, Derek White. Um, Lonnie Walker had that flash of, of brilliance for a couple of possessions. Like, this is a young team that just continues to fight and play hard. Like, it's just, it's it's so Spursian, Jared. This is the team that just will never die. I can't think of anything more Popovichian than Keita Bates Jop playing 30 minutes in this game. I didn't even realize he was still in the NBA. And he had a plus 16. He was actually very good. He had a a, a corner three, I think, that they, they made a two. But, like, a big possession. It was a huge you know, <laughs> It was an overtime, right? Or was that in uh, the, the four? It all blends into one. It was, yeah, it was right basketball. at the end of one of those two. I can't remember. They are finding guys and, and, and turning these guys into useless players. It's huge for them, man. This is It's fun to watch. I know we're not going to talk much about the Spurs. So let's give them their, their flowers right now. And it's just fun because between Walker, Fassell, Murray, and Keldon Johnson, it's like they've got – Derek White is still relatively youngish, I guess. But they've got four guys that are on the come up that it's fun to see their development every night. And like Fassell had some 
great passes in this game, was phenomenal picking guys off and getting in transition, shot the ball really well. I mean, they just keep coming at you with these athletic wings that can kind of do everything. They're going to be a fun team to watch, especially because they're trying to play more up-tempo, trying to push the ball a lot more. This is going to be a fun one to watch for a while. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Claim based on total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Terms and restrictions apply. Well, let's head out to Utah, where the Jazz beat the Nuggets 122-110. to The big moment of this game was obviously the incredible fight between Hassan Whiteside and Green. But, uh, but I think the more important part of this game was Nikola Jokic. Okay, 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 okay. Before you get to Jokic, we got to stop calling these things fights. This is I shove you, you shove me. We're never actually going to do anything. We got to find a better name than calling this a fight because it doesn't do it justice for how much of a not fight this is. They actually never really made contact. I guess like right at the beginning, there was a small shove and then they got separated before they came. Yeah, and it was the ref who got shoved. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so we'll get to the jazz in a minute. Rudy Gobert is really good. But Jokic had 24 points in the first 15 minutes of this game with six assists. I mean, it was insane what he was doing. And then bangs knees. He has uh, a knee contusion, was out for the rest of the game. Are you concerned? I'm not concerned. I think this is very precautionary from them. It's the start of the season. It's not right. No reason to really push him at this point. A knee contusion. I mean, it sucks because he was so damn good, Jared, in the first half of this game. And, and, And then we lose him for the rest of the game along those lines. But I think it's just being very precautionary if you're the Nuggets. I mean, this is your franchise. Forget your season. It's your franchise. You want to be very careful with them. Yeah, and that's on top of Will Barton. It looks like he might have had a thumb sprain there. He hit. He was holding his thumb a couple times. Right at the end, you could see him grabbing at his thumb. He still had a really good game. I mean, he had 21 points. He was the guy really driving the offense there once Jokic went out. So hopefully the Nuggets don't fall apart. Uh, but let's, let's get to Utah. Rudy Gobert just was borderline perfect in this game. I don't know if there's anything else to say. <laughs> yeah, when you look at the way Rudy, Rudy played, the, the thing is, what really helped for Utah was they were just able to attack the Denver guards because we know the situation, no Jamal Murray, all this stuff and things like that. But the guards just were not able to keep the Jazz guards, especially Donovan Mitchell, out of the paint, which then opened up so many easy lob opportunities for Rudy, for Hassan Whiteside before he got ejected. It's just it, it, it all starts with the guard play up top and getting the penetration into the paint. Yeah, because, you know, Mitchell went one for nine from three, but 
He went eight for 11, I think, uh, inside the paint, which is pretty incredible for a guard, uh, but not surprising for Mitchell. It, it wasn't the cleanest game for him. He, you know, he did have five turnovers. You saw him getting a little sloppy when he was trying to split the defense on the pick and roll, stuff like that. But he was just persistent, and Utah kind of found ways to get around him. And then, obviously, Jordan Clarkson kind of got into his bag, especially in the second half. I know you touched on the turnovers, but also – Mitchell with six assists, five assists from Connolly. I think, you know, it, it was a very typical Utah Jazz game, right? Good ball movement, got everything flowing along those sides. And then Jordan Clarkson, like you said, coming off the bench, like he's trying to win this, the uh, sixth man of the year all over again. So we're not going to bother talking about the Mavs win. Uh, I mean, you know, they won. They beat Houston 116 to 106, not a shocker. What was really interesting in this game was that the Mavs played all 15 players on the roster before the third quarter was even over. I've never even seen that happen before. I mean, we're pretty early into the era of having 15 active guys on the roster. So this might have been the first time it's ever happened. But the explanation was really fascinating because Jason Kidd said after the game that this decision was made by the Mavs Leadership Council, which according to a tweet I have not verified yet because it's too early into the evening, uh, apparently that's Luka Doncic. That is uh, Tim Hardaway and Kristaps Porzingis. So, Mo, are you a huge fan of this? No, it's the dumbest thing I've ever heard, Jared. <laughs> like, when you told me this, I am hoping this is not true, but uh, it is. But, like, it's just so incredibly dumb across every metric. First off, having a leadership council, which worked so well for the Jim Boylan uh, Chicago Bulls and, and and that whole fiasco and then having them decide the rotation and yes we should play all 15 guys no it's just stupid at the end of the day like you and especially listen the Mavs got a lot of work to do right they got smoked on opening night it's you know they're being they're beating up on Houston and all this that's fine but it wasn't even like a, a blowout win or anything like that it's not smart you got to start working your rotations. You got to start figuring out how you want to do things and, and things like that. I get it. You're going from Rick Carlisle, who relative dictatorship, to uh, Jason Kidd, who's just trying to be like, "Hey, I'm like the cool guy. Hey, I let you, you know, I'm, a, I'm the cool uncle. I'll let you have a drink, type of deal." But this makes no sense. It's just not good. This is not a smart idea. I hope it was just something with them willing to screw around with this game. But as if this is something that continues, I'm just telling you. There's going to be problems because they don't have 15 good players on that roster. Do they have double digits? Who knows? We'll find out this year on the NBA. So that's going to do it for Mo. I'm Jared Weiss. We have Brian Smith on the boards for us. Remember to subscribe to the Athletic NBA podcast if you haven't already, or the Athletic NBA show as it's actually called, and I'm supposed to get it right on the first try. You'll find the daily thing there every single weekday morning to get you through your miserable day until basketball's on again. So for Mo, I'm Jared. Mo, take us out of here. Ding, ding. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic.